All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Bible Talks. Uh, we are in our series uh, on uh, end times, and uh, we have covered so much material, and we have a lot more to cover. Today's episode, we are going to cover uh, the bride and the harlot. And what we're doing is we're actually going to answer the question, what is going on um, with the church um, at the end of the age? What is the church doing? Um, and then there is a counterfeit to the church, the harlot, uh, the harlot of Babylon. And we want to see um, what exactly uh, the Bible says about this harlot. What is um, she or it doing in the earth simultaneously? So Jamie, if you will, man, uh, just do me a favor. Tell us um, a little bit about the harlot of Babylon. What is she? What is it? We've covered it a little bit in, I think, our first episode. Um, and then um, what is she doing in the earth? What is it doing in the earth um, at the end of the age? Right. So um, it, it specifically, we're looking at Revelation chapter 17 and 18, though I think that the Old Testament also talks about this subject um, in, a, in a more of a near-far prophecy uh, related to the ancient kingdom of Babylon, and then, a, then it gives details about its fall and its final form that is... Uh, never actually happened in history, mm. and so we we get get more details and 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 so there, um, so but in Revelation seventeen eighteen details a, a city. It means specifically says this city that stands over the kings of the earth, and he sees this uh, this this he's taking the spirit and he sees this this city that has massive influence. And she's called the the mother of, of harlots, which you know it, it, it can. It, there's different ways to read that, but but one of the ideas is if, if she's a mother, then she has children, mm. right? She has other harlots that she's influenced. Which if she's a city, then they are also cities. Which you, I mean, you look around the earth, the cities are what are what influence the culture. That's what pushes the sway. It's it's, it's in other words, it's what moves all societies. The major cities of the earth, you know, yeah. it's the New York, Los Angeles, wherever you want to, you know, you know, London. I mean, different different places in the earth. Um, you know, move move the culture of the earth, and so it's it's kind of a, a key gathering point. But she is she is a city who has influence, and so that and that influence in Revelation seventeen seems to be um, uh, economic in nature. It's got it speaks a lot about its financial movements in the earth, and it seems to have some type of religious a, uh, aspect to it as well. One of the reasons that we see it as religious is because says that she is responsible for the uh, of killing many of the martyrs. In the earth, which uh, most cities, just from an economic standpoint, don't have as much interest in martyring. <laughs> but, right, right. So there's some sort, of, but so I think to answer the question of what is she, we have to. It's it's good to always kind of go back to its first mentions in the Bible to understand it's how it was founded. And so when you go back to, I think it's Genesis nine, Genesis ten, right that right in that range, we read the story of the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> and so this is after the flood of Noah, and the Lord tells Noah. He says, I want you to, to spread out and be fruitful, multiply. And he tells us like what he told, you know, Adam and Eve. Like he goes, now that the flood's over, um, he goes, you know, he goes spread around. He tells them to, 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 to go out and gather lands, like right. spread out, keep moving. And so when we get to the Tower of Babel, uh, you know, this is a time when this is like, you know, God has just destroyed the world. And it's like the world is again gathering again to 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 basically give the Lord the finger. I mean, that's what they're doing. Right. And so and he actually says he says that the, the the king gets raised up. His name was Nimrod, and I don't really know why we always refer to Nimrod as some guy who's an idiot. You're right, because it, it definitely doesn't pay. Yeah, he's not. I mean, this yeah. guy built. Think about this. He built Babylon. He built uh, uh, and he built Nineveh. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that's your resume when you stand for the Lord. Like, yeah. probably the two most wicked cities. You know what I mean? Like, 
just anyway. So, uh, so, so Nimrod raises up, and he his message is everybody come back together. This is the idea of mm-hmm. building a city. Yeah, everybody come together. It's actually in direct opposition to the command that God gave Noah for them to actually spread out. Yeah, that's a really good it's point. Everybody come together. And here's the point. See, everybody. He says the point was. He says so that we can make a great name for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's it was it, human humanism and pride at the centerpiece of it. Yeah, and it was going to be manifest by them building a tower that would reach into heavens. And I I used to think that meant they were going to build like a tower into like the New Jerusalem, like up there where God was. But that's not what that's not what he was talking about. Like that's yeah. that, that, I don't know if I got that from like a children's book or something when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the Veggie Tales. Yeah, it's the Veggie Tales version. But it's actually meaning the heavens. We're talking about the sky, the 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 the, the cosmos, the 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 clouds. That mm. was that's actually what Genesis one very clear. But that's what the heavens were. Yeah. Now there's a place called the heaven of heavens where, where the boat where God rules. But that's not what he's talking about. He's like he wanted to build the tallest tower in mm. the earth as a. A focal point yeah, for beacon, the greatness, if you will. exactly yeah. how amazing they were, but but it's got a religious aspect to it too because you know Babylon meant the gate of God, that's actually what it meant. It eventually became known as confusion, mm. but it was a, because a, God came down and confused exactly, their languages exactly. Right. But originally it was, it was the gate of God, so it was it was a spiritual connect point. If I can say it like this, it was like an it was like the reverse of the Acts too, where everybody was in one accord, and the Spirit of God was poured out the day of Pentecost. Mm. This was a, a coming together. Under a spiritual banner, for a demonic open heaven. Right. That's that. That's be the idea. With obviously, it's got economics involved. The whole thing, a bit of even build something like that. And so, um, you know, the Lord confuses the language. But why? He was. You think of it this way. What he was doing was he was restraining sin in that day from reaching its height. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So he restrains it, scatters the people. Back out to what he told Noah to do, yep. right? And what we see is there's a culmination from that point on. There's been a culmination throughout history to help bring us all back to a central point where fullness of sin reaches its peak again. That's why in Revelation 17, it says the woman, she's holding the cup with the fullness of sin in it. Yeah. It's full. It's completely to the brim. It's, it's grown up. It's got. It's gone back to where it was. We've returned back to the spirit that was behind Babylon. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and just like Babylon had its king, this one will also have its king. Um, and so, um, so anyway, so, so Babylon is a unification place where all the peoples are come together under a unified banner for a demonic unified banner. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, they will end up with the murdering of the saints. Right. And so the, yeah, I guess the question is, is how do you get that? You know, and I mean, yeah, how do we get because we can't if, if that happened today, if there was a government that came out and said, all right, we're just gonna start killing Christians. Right. They just wouldn't go. No. I mean, nowhere in the earth is that really. But I, I, I would say this. Let me just throw this out there. If you looked at any other time in history of the church, you would see you would never see more people falling away from the faith than you do right now. Right now. Uh, by, because we have entire dom- denominations right now that are. That are falling away. Yeah, they're exchanging the truth of God for a lot. Exactly, and they're yeah. and they're doing it over different issues right now. Like, for example, the issue of homosexuality mm-hmm. is causing clergy, pastors, congregation, entire congregations to lose their way in God. Yeah, and because when you drop that ball related to that sin, the rest of the sins of the book of, of, of the Bible begin to become meaningless as well. Yeah. How can you not? How can you not hold that authority of that one? Which then, which then calls into question whether or not God actually judges. Which then it's interesting that usually leads the person down a path to universalism. 
Yeah. I mean, you could, you could which means everybody gets to heaven. Exactly. Everybody's which, saved. Which ultimately, man, people that go that route, man, they eventually, the whole story of the Bible, the sacrifice of Christ, the need for the sacrifice of Christ stops making any sense. And yeah. they, they end up being atheists. Yeah. Except for the people that are in charge or they're in positions of power that get paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but the majority of the people that are going mm-hmm. there, they end up completely losing their way in God and they fall away. And so, and that's over, like, say, this issue. And that's just one issue, but there are so many issues right now that are that I mean, we could we can name so many social justice issues right totally, now dude. that are causing people to get unified in a different way that's actually pulling them away from the world. Yeah. So how do you get the radical Christian, the radical Islamic person, and the radical Jew to jump a ship to go to say all the way to beast idolatry to, to worship? You can't. You got to have a bridge, and I see I see her as, as a bridge between the two. She's able to water down the faith of the radical committed under. A host of banners of every kind of good works, and yeah. you can imagine, and that, that'll get more defined as we get closer. And what exactly those were, and we couldn't have guessed this stuff we're dealing with now, fifteen years ago. This would be no, dude, not fighting. at all. Yeah, but you see it now. It's like holy cow. And so now it's this is going to get more intense. It's going to the, the 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 what the what is going to the what it's going to be will 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 be defined further as we get further into it. How it's going to happen, but the idea that they're all coming together that seems to be. The biblical precedent from Tower of Babel to where this is going, and it's going to turn it to be uh, really anti anyone who's radically committed to their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, what it does is it sets people's hearts up for the mass deception that's coming under the Antichrist. Right. And so that that's the thing we don't get is that people that lose their commitment to the radical commitment get it watered down. Actually, then become more susceptible to actually giving themselves to something as radical as say a beast worship. Yeah. Because 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 at that point you're doing so much to save your own skin. And when the when the message is worship at the point of death, those people will do it. Yeah. Yeah. You and I, hopefully, we're sitting there. If the Lord, if if, if that becomes our options, we're like we've thought it through a little bit, and we're yeah. like, okay, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? And and we're willing to go down with the ship, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you've already compromised on twenty other things related to your faith, then you don't really have a whole lot when the pressure's on. And so I I see her as that. Um, let me just I want to read a couple a passage from River Can. Yeah. Revelation 17 says, Then one of the seven angels <clears throat> who had the seven bowls came and talked to me, saying, Come, I'll show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, which is many, many nations. It says, Whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So, yeah. so follow that. He says that the leaders of the nations of the earth are, are in immorality with her now that's not that's, he's using this as a, as a symbol it means that they are like in bed with her they have they understand what's going on at some level right and they're complicit they're going along with it for whatever benefit that she's able to bring to them power fame money whatever it is but it's the inhabitants of the earth that are being made drunk by the wine of their fornication mm. they're not necessarily fully understanding what's going on but right. they're being swayed by it like a drunk person that they, they can't make clear sense of anything Wow. And they're being swayed and they're being moved because of these decisions that are taking place at the leadership levels. Yeah, wow. And that that you can actually see that right now. That mm-hmm. same spirit is is on is uh, in the earth right now. And that, in fact, we're going to find that she's been around ever since. Ever since, right? So it's not like this is only going to happen in the age. She's been doing this for a, she's been around for a minute, and she's but it's only going to get it's only going to get stronger. Is the idea? It says. Uh, it says. Uh, wait, where am I? At? Um, it says so he carried me away in the spirit in the wilderness. And I saw, this is John saying, I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which had full names full of blasphemies, having seven heads and 10 horns. That seems to be the Antichrist he's talking about. He's that, she has a partnership with the Antichrist. She's 
she is writing him, she's writing on his authority at some level for a little while. And it says, the woman was arrayed in purple, scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones, pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. So it's the fullness of sin is sitting in her cup. And on her forehead, a name written, Mystery Babylon, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Mm. Now, follow this real quick. He said, but the angel said to me, why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast that carries her, which has seven heads and ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not, is, will ascend on the bottomless pit and will go to perdition. And all those who dwell on the earth will marvel, mm. whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see wow. the beast. So notice that when John looks at her, he marvels. The angel goes, whoa, 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 why are you marveling? And he goes on, he said, don't you know that all those of the world will marvel whose names are not written in the wow. Lamb's book of life? Yeah. It doesn't mean that the angel's saying that John's not saved. He's just saying, he's trying to get, I think he's given a picture that, that what she is is going to be very appealing. Yeah, it's, it's even it's, captivating It's John. captivating. Even John is like, yeah. whoa. Like, I mean, and he's seeing it in a symbolic form, but I think, you know, it's it's... It's it. It will be difficult. I mean, it's going to be difficult. It's already getting difficult. It's getting difficult to just say truth. Things that were things that were clearly true five minutes ago are now like, ooh, I don't know if I could say that. I don't know that I can say a man's right. a man or one's woman. Like, like that. Like That's if you'd have that, yeah. if you'd had that conversation with your old self, you know, like five <laughs> minutes ago, you wouldn't even thought this would even be a conversation to- topic we'd have to go through. Totally right. Now it's like people are really kind of having this. Well, I don't know. You know, and in the church, it's, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this thing's going to get to where things like you kind of go, well, I mean, worship the beast. I don't know. Yeah. yeah that sounds crazy right now, but I'm telling you, the level of crazy is getting crazier. Totally. And she is, it's, there's something about her that's got such an appeal to it. There's something that she does that seems so good, so right, and it's got such good, I'm just going to say like social justice issues or social, or whatever. I mean, yeah. there's, I don't know what it is it's going to be, but there's something about yeah. her that's so, like who, 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 yeah. It's like, we're, it's, you know, the world sees this beautiful queen and we've got to stand up and call her a harlot. Mm-hmm. And it's just not going to go over very well. Right. Um, it's not going to be received very well. And we're going to feel the, the pain of saying that and having to think of real reasons why that's true. It could be very difficult in that moment. Yeah. So John's having a hard time with this, and the angel kind of points that out. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to this. Now, I would say Revelation 18, 17 and 18 is it's a very challenging two chapters to understand what's going on or when is it going on. I don't want to say that I fully understand it all. I have my, I have my thoughts. I have the ways I've taught this thing that somewhat makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think there's no coincidence that, that Babylon means confusion. I think this this subject has a lot of like a lot of confusion behind it. And it's, yeah. it's something that we're going to need God to give us more revelation. And I think it's why he's given us so much real estate to it in the Bible. Cause he's mm-hmm. like, I really want you guys to, to, to be prepared for this. Yeah. You did say it's the longest prophecy in the new Testament. In the old Testament. Right? And the, the new the, Testament and old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things, um, this is one of the few things that actually really marked me early on, um, in our relationship when we started talking about end times was this idea that there's, actually a demonic entity that's very real, that is at work um, doing everything it can. And, it, and, and, and it, 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 Revelation 17 and 18, 
actually kind of paint the picture that this harlot is actually responsible for every murder that's ever taken place, every bit of sorcery, mm-hmm. all the immorality, that ultimately it all stems back to her and that she's actually making war against the saints. Right. And I remember um, I remember kind of going through 17 and 18 um, of Revelation and going, there's, there's, um, there seems to be this, uh, this connection that there's, um, there's Christians out there who they are clearly identified as Christians in Revelation, but they're clearly giving themselves over yeah. to the harlot. And, and, and so Jesus has this, um, this word for them. And this is what he says, and, and this is 18 verse four. And it's just, it's, it's such a sobering reminder because you, it's almost easy to look at it and go, well, the harlot and the, and the bad people are over here and the Christians right. and the, uh, and the good people are over here and they don't intermingle. But 18 uh, verse four says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, right. so that you will not participate in her sins and receive her plagues for her sins have piled um, as high as heaven. Uh, and God has remembered her iniquities. And it's like, it's almost like he's saying, hey, you're in compromise, get out while you can, because right. judgment's coming. And I think, so when we're looking at this episode, one of the things, we're, we're not just talking about the harlot, we're talking about the church, right? And and so here's what the harlot's doing in this day and age. The harlot is doing everything she can to make war against the saints through immorality, uh, sorcery, idolatry, um, all of that. But the church is doing something really interesting at the same time. To me, what, what it seems like the church is doing, the church is falling away. The church, in other words, is it's giving itself over to this harlot Babylon system mm-hmm. that you're talking about. But we, when we think about it, man, we always think about it like in light of the church is underground and the bad people are above ground, mm-hmm. right? But the Bible didn't really seem to paint that picture. What it actually seems to paint is there is a thriving, quote-unquote, church mm-hmm. that's happening above ground, right? They're just the ones who have given themselves over to this kind of harlot system, right? They're the ones that yeah. Paul would identify and say, you know, at the end of the age, men will be lovers of self and lovers of money and boastful and prideful and right. arrogant. They'll have an appearance of godliness, but they'll deny its power. You know, it's like, when I think if you can, if for me, it was very helpful to get my head wrapped around, this is not as simple at the end of the age as going, um, harlot, mark of the beast, non-Christian, right. God-fearing Christian hmm. on this side. It's, it really, there's, it seems like there's a large section of people Mm-hmm. who keep the name Christian, keep their doors open, you know, embrace all of the harlot's ideology, right? right? Continue to preach it from the pulpits, and they seem to be thriving, right? right? There's, in other words, there's teachers, right? People are flocking to teachers to have their ears tickled. Well, where are those teachers coming from? Right. They're probably in churches, right? But they're, like you said, they're, they've given themselves over and yeah. and, and to so many other... Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about I mean, biblical harlotry... Obviously, there's the, the the sexual aspect, but there's just the Bible. All the time, so it speaks of harlotry as somebody who was in covenant, mm-hmm. who is then, not, you know, doing something outside of covenant. Yeah, and so that's what the Lord oftentimes rebuked Israel for. You've been a, you've been a harlot. You know, you were mine, and yet you've gone yeah. straight after the, the Hosea Gomer right. thing. And... Um, but uh, yes, I mean, I think I think that's, um, I, I I you know. I had a thought on something you were saying earlier. I can't remember what it was now. My brain is shutting down. What was that? Uh, you're talking about, go back, you were talking about something about, oh, gosh. The great falling away. Yeah. You know, the church is underground, but there really is a thriving church component that seems to be outwardly that's just really embraced the mm-hmm. the harlot 
um, and all of her ideologies. They seem to be preaching the very same things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do agree that you know that, that the, the call to come out of her, my people, that's what was come out of my people, is the message to the church because there will be people that are still there's it's like the Lord's giving a warning because the harlot is going to lead to beast worship. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you read Revelation 17 and 18, it, the, the beast, the harlot is riding the beast for a time, but eventually the horns on the beast will turn around and burn her with fire and destroy her. And then they give all of their authority to the beast. Mm-hmm. And he, he, that's, that's, you know, so that it seems that the, the harlot system is something that preempts the coming of the antichrist goes all the way up until potentially the, um, the, the, uh, the, uh, what would I say? The abomination desolation. At that time, he destroys the, the that city and that system that was that was being placed. The people that had all their money tied up in there is now exchanged and given into the hand of Christ's hands. Yeah. He begin comes the worldwide Egypt that's able to dis- distribute food and all the different things that were yeah. that are available during a time of famine at the ex- at the exchange for for loyalty and um and so. The idea is get out of there before he before you have to take the mark because once you take the mark, Revelation fourteen seems to indicate that there's there doesn't no going back. There's no, there's a way back for people like that. It's yeah. like they get fully possessed in a way that they can't they can't make a decision to turn back to righteousness. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's because God doesn't allow them. I just don't. It, it seems to be that they full, are fully given. Yeah, over. they're Pharaoh. Yeah, right? their they heart has been hardened. Yeah. after every warning. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. I mean, you know, he says very clearly, if you take the mark, he goes, you will share, have a share in the lake of fire. Yeah. You know, so. So what's the church doing? Like, so, so, so we've got the harlot, she's, she's influencing global economy. Right. She's influencing sin to a, a, an incredibly high degree. You have this kind of counterfeit church right. that seems to be existing. Um, at the same time, you know, they're not, you know, I wouldn't say they're the real church at all. Right. right. And they're not saved. Um, and then. Well, what's the what's the actual bride doing so during I, all of this? I think I think we're going to see the and I say this not in a way that we may think it looks, but the I think we're going to see the greatest revival. It's like it's like it's like this. There's the two. There's a great exchange happening. There's tons of people leaving the church at the same time. There's multitudes coming into the church mm-hmm. at the same time. It's yeah. this like, I mean, it's going to be like a complete like. <laughs> vacuum of leadership filled and a filling of leadership and yeah. filling of, of, of people in the church. Um, because the, I think the pressure is going to cause the church. It's what it says in Daniel it says that, 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 you know, through people being put to death, there's being, being killed and executed and all that, that God's going to use it to make the church white. Hmm. And, uh, and so it's going to be a, a, a refiner for us to become more like Jesus Church is going to be more like the things that we're like right now. Like we, we talk about like be wanting to be unified, and, we, and if you really think about that, like the gaps that we've got to go through for us to get unified with in the church, yeah, it's large. Yeah, but this is something that could shake us to where the the, the main things actually really do become the main things, and, and like we're able to find real agreement and love, and you know, when right now we have the luxury of disagreeing. Yeah, and whatever. Pastor Dustin says, yeah. "Bored kids fight." Yeah, we right, have we have bored. that luxury. But in a minute, yeah. man, when, when all of our lives are on the line, we will find real refuge and comfort and love, I think. And so the Ephesians idea of the, the, the fullness of the church, you know, coming together, the fivefold ministry, the power, signs, and wonders, and, and, and miracles and, uh, are going to be needed, but they're going to be able to be expressed because we're actually, we're actually walking as one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the greatest hour of the church 
in the sense of like the people, like not, I don't know that it's going to be the greatest hour for, for what we think of when we think of church, we think of our buildings and our stuff that we have like that won't, that, that, that those things probably won't exist in the same fashion that they are. Though I do think the Lord's going to have, like I said, he's going to have raise up his Joseph's and his people that are going to take care of his people. And there's probably going to be the ideas of like a city of refuge and yeah. areas like that, where the Lord is able to provide protection and, and the rains will come when they're not coming into other places. And, um, that kind of thing I think is really going to happen, but, um, but yeah, so the church is not, it's not, it's not going to be a dark hour for church. Be the, I think it's probably the greatest hour as it relates to the things that God cares about. You know, the, the great commission actually gets fulfilled in this time. Uh, every nation, every nation has a gospel witness. That doesn't mean every single human will have heard the gospel prior to the, the coming of the Lord. I think Isaiah 66 plays that very clear that they won't, but every nation will have had a gospel witness. Um, I think, uh, the multitudes of people that are getting saved. It's interesting is, um, is in one passage uh, in Revelation seven and the set, sixth seal, I think, sixth trumpet. Uh, you know, he sees these these demons that John does, and he says, and he goes, you know, he goes, and I saw the number of them, and he basically says it's two hundred million. Wow. You know, he just kind of puts that out there. But then when he sees in Revelation seven, he sees all the all the souls that are coming out of the great tribulation made getting their uh, their their robes white and the mm-hmm. blood of the lamb. He goes, it was the number too great to number. Wow. So you're telling me you can look at one group and go two hundred million, and then you look at the group of people that are getting saved, born again, and dying as martyrs, and all you know all this stuff that's happening, and you can go, I can't even. I I mean, who could count that? Wow. And so I think. That's you know, encouraging. Yeah, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, I don't know the, the number, we don't have, but there's probably a billion or two billion souls that are going to come into the kingdom at the same time, same time period, while another, you know, 500 million fall away. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing numbers, I don't know the numbers really are, but yeah. the point is there's a great falling away at the same time, there's a great harvest. Mm. And, um, and God's going to, you know, um, and he's going to use all of it. So I just, I think, I think, I mean, we, you know, it, but it may look may look a lot different than it does right now. And what we're doing right now, it's like it's like scaffolding for the building that's going to come. It's like we've got we, it's like tra- we're in training centers right now. Yeah, yeah, that's super helpful. I think um, you, one of the things that that sticks out to me in particular about the harlot um, uh, is that it, it's she is though we're we're talking you know a harlot is somebody typically in the bible who breaks covenant right like that's so clearly the biblical yeah. president i don't think it's an accident that one of the sins that she's clearly attributed to is sexual sin and immorality yeah. um and that she is called the harlot for a reason mm-hmm. and um it's just it's interesting to me that that one of the things kind of tying this all together that the the thing that the church is probably the clearest path to the two Christians falling away right now seems to be this issue of sexual immorality, um, identity, right. um, same-sex attraction, you know, gender identity, all that kind of stuff. And it, it's just, it's, I'm watching Christians start to very clearly exchange the truth of God for a lie. Right. Like you said, do exactly what you said, right? Something, you know, 10 years ago that was so clear is no longer clear. Something that was ten that was clear not just right. ten years ago, but for the history of the world, right. right? And and now we've just switched on a dime. And I just have wondered if that's maybe one of the primary avenues by which she's going to gain influence is mm-hmm. through um, this this movement of sexual identity. And, yeah. um, she won't she won't won't stop those things. That that that's going to continue to go. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's I mean, you can look at movements today that. They may have Jesus built into it, but they're not fighting against that aspect. They're not fighting against sexual morality. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, 
I don't know. And I, I just think that that yeah, that issue is going to get get stronger. It's going to get more difficult, um, and it's something we've got to be able to have have answers for because it it wars against your own soul. That's the thing the Bible is very clear about. You know, like you're, you're it's like you're trying to go fight and then you're allowing yourself to beat yourself up. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you're not going to get very far in that fight. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's, and it's 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 challenging and it's getting harder. And so we have to, you know. But yeah, she's got she's going to exploit that. You know. Yeah, to the end. So, you know, we gotta we gotta prepare now. Well, Jamie, that's awesome. That's super helpful. I really appreciate it. Um, that is it for today's episode. We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you are ministered to. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com gatekeepers. See you in the next episode.